All right, welcome to another edition of Finger Lakes today. I'm Josh Durso, and it's time for our monthly spotlight on the Montezuma Audubon Center in Wayne County. We have Center Director Chris Lejeski joining us uh, in studio here to talk all things Audubon as we inch ever closer to spring. Chris, thanks so much for being here. Good to be with you, Josh. So uh, we are getting closer to spring. Uh, probably means we're starting to see some different things uh, out there as far as migration is concerned. Uh, what do we have? Yeah, waterfowl migration continues to proceed across the Montezuma Wetlands Complex and the entire Finger Lakes region. Uh, we're seeing about three dozen species of ducks, geese, and swans stopping at the Montezuma Wetlands Complex right now as they are moving from their wintering grounds, which is mostly down in the mid-Atlantic states, uh, and they're going up to their breeding grounds. In some cases, that is up in the Arctic tundra, another 2,000 miles north of Montezuma. Very impressive and long and arduous journey indeed. And so the Montezuma Wetlands Complex serves as a vital resting stop for birds as they are migrating. You know, we have ample food, water, shelter, uh, space for them. And it's just a great time to visit the Montezuma Wetlands Complex right now, particularly the Audubon Center. In addition to the waterfowl, we're starting to see songbirds migrating back into the area. These are mostly uh, songbirds, uh, excuse me, song sparrows. We've got tree swallows, and I even heard an eastern meadowlark, which is a beautiful uh, yellow, black, and white bird, uh, sings a very melodious song and is more typically found in expansive grassland habitats. Uh, so to have them at Montezuma Audubon Center is, is really special. I even had reports of our first osprey migrating back into uh, the Finger Lakes region. Uh, parts of the Finger Lakes are starting to see them, especially the southern areas down by Ithaca. And no doubt they'll be coming back to the entire Montezuma wetlands complex and throughout the Finger Lakes, inhabiting those uh, cell tower nests and utility pole nests that we are seeing everywhere across Montezuma. So great time to be out birding. A lot of birds, millions of birds on the move right now. Uh, as far as spring migration is concerned, it's underway now. Uh, but when does it sort of peak for you guys, uh, at least out at the complex? We are seeing the peak of the waterfowl migration right about now. This late March, early April season, we think of as the peak. Uh, now, that's going to be different for other suites of birds. As we go into mid to late April, that's when the shorebird migration peaks. Uh, sandpipers, plovers uh, are going to be coming through the Montezuma area. Uh, stopping again uh, at Montezuma to feed and rest and, and continue on northward. The songbirds, other songbirds like the warblers, vireos, orioles, hummingbirds, they will be coming through later into May. So mid to late May is when that uh, migration peaks. So it's a long duration process. It just really depends on which species of bird you're talking about. Uh, spring is a great time to visit. Uh, and, and if you come every month, you're going to be seeing different birds and the habitat is going to look different as well. Uh, which makes it exciting and very enjoyable. Very cool. Uh, Montezuma National Wildlife Refuge Visitor Center uh, and Wildlife Drive. You got it is opening. This it's it's coming. That's right. Week. This Saturday, April first, awesome. 
uh, both the visitor center at the refuge and their wildlife drive will reopen for the season. Uh, so typically, the vis the visitor center and the wildlife drive closes for the winter months. So December first through March thirty first, it's closed. But uh, starting this Saturday, everything is going to reopen down there. Uh, that's going to be wonderful. And the visitor center will be open daily from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, all the walking trails and observation areas, of course, are open year round. And visiting hours at the refuge, just like up at Montezuma Audubon Center, are open from sunrise to sunset. I know the wildlife drive is a very popular destination for folks. It's right on routes five and 20 in Seneca Falls. And it's about a, a three mile long drive, one way drive. Folks can drive right through the marsh habitats. There are bald eagles that nest nearby, osprey as well. And we'll see a lot of uh, marsh birds in there. So waterfowl will continue to be migrating through as well. Uh, so another nice amenity will be opening up uh, down at the refuge this coming Saturday. And if that doesn't say spring has sprung, I don't know what does. <laughs> right. uh, species spotlight, uh, the tree swallow. Is that what we're talking about this month? That's right. Yeah. So I, I saw my first tree swallows uh, of the year uh, this past weekend when I was down in Syracuse over at uh, Onondaga Lake. And the, these tree swallows are small songbirds with pointed wings and a short squared or sometimes notched tail. Uh, bills are very short and, and flat and black in color. Now the male adults have a, a bluish green iridescent plumage to them, mostly white on the chest and the and the belly. Beautiful, uh, beautiful looking bird. Females are just a little bit more on the duller color side, uh, with more brown on their their underparts. Uh, this is a bird of open country, so lakes, rivers, uh, large streams, marshes, meadows and grasslands are great places to see them. If you have expansive uh, areas in uh, your yard, folks can find them in right in their backyards, or certainly in their communities. Now, the population of the tree swallow has increased uh, noticeably over the last 50 to 60 years, in large part because of the eastern bluebird boxes that have been put up in people's yards and communities and out in the countryside. Tree swallows, just like bluebirds, are cavity nesters. And uh, uh, so they've done quite well uh, utilizing those, those boxes that people have put out. However, if boxes are not present, and tree swallows certainly can nest in natural cavities, holes in trees, uh, where they were going to have to outcompete potentially uh, woodpeckers, black-capped chickadees, or other species. Uh, so, uh, great time to be out. Uh, again, beautiful bird, uh, like the tree swallows are coming back into the area. Uh, no doubt they'll be coming back to uh, the Montezuma Wetlands Complex uh, probably in the next week or so. Awesome stuff. Uh, and, you know, the last time we got together, we talked a little bit about the the historical progress and context of Onondaga Lake. Uh, and there was recently a, a photography exhibit. Uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? We had a great crowd this past weekend over at the Honeywell Onondaga Lake Visitors Center, where we showcased 30 amazing images of birds, mammals, reptiles, and other wildlife that have returned to Onondaga Lake right there in downtown Syracuse. 
We had 14 photographers uh, represented through those 30 amazing images. Uh, people from all over central New York and beyond, really throughout the Finger Lakes region, came out this weekend to uh, experience this exhibit. Many of the photographers were on hand to interact with our guests, talk about their photographs, uh, why they enjoy going to Onondaga Lake so much to capture amazing images. And another interesting component of the exhibit was our Onondaga Audubon volunteers were present with spotting scopes and binoculars. We had a great time uh, keeping our eyes on a bald eagle nest, an active bald eagle nest at Onondaga Lake. It's over on the east side, about a mile from the visitor center, but with spotting scopes, we could clearly see uh, the adults sitting uh, on the nest. So no doubt there are eggs already in that nest, which is amazing. And uh, we expect that those eggs will hatch uh, in about two weeks time. So uh, about mid-April, we'll have uh, bald eagle chicks in that one nest over in Liverpool. Now, one other component of the exhibit is that we have a silent auction going on right on through April 1st at 5 p.m. So people can place their bids uh, for these 30 amazing images. If they go to ny.audubon.org slash OLCC, uh, go right there, see the link for the virtual auction and uh, place place your bids and fingers crossed uh, you're going to win. Uh, just amazing 16 by 20 images, beautiful uh, crystal clear images with a nice white matting uh, which takes the whole size up to about 20 by 24. Uh, so great, great opportunities to support Audubon's work at the Onondaga Lake uh, Visitor Center and through our Onondaga Lake Conservation Corps. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, volunteer opportunities. It seems like once a year or maybe more than once a year, you and I wind up having a conversation about the volunteer opportunities uh, mm -hmm. at Montezuma. So talk to us a little bit about those and why now is the time uh, for folks in the community to start thinking about those opportunities to get out and help you guys do what you do. The Montezuma Wetlands Complex is a huge area. It's 50,000 acres. Just to put that into context, that is twice the size of Rochester, New York. It's four times the size of Syracuse, New York. So it's a huge area and there just are not enough biologists on staff either at the refuge or New York State Department of Environmental Conservation to, uh, to manage and uh, all that habitat and make sure that it is the uh, uh, in healthy, intact ecosystem for birds and other wildlife. We rely on the generous support of volunteers throughout the year. There are so many opportunities for people to get involved. But as we're going now into the spring season, we're starting to transition from uh, birding surveys and inside work to our outdoor work and habitat management and enhancement projects. Uh, most of these focus on the removal or assessment of invasive species across the forests, grasslands, and waterways in Montezuma. Typically, our volunteer events take place on Wednesday mornings and Saturday mornings from April right on through September, and sometimes we'll go in the, into October, first half of October. Typically, the, the work takes place from 9 a.m. to noon, and then it's followed by a lunch. And the lunch is provided by the friends of the Montezuma Wetlands Complex. 
There are ample opportunities for people, for families, for adults, for children. Everyone is welcome to come out and, and help us restore and maintain the very significant Montezuma Wetlands Complex. We do these activities at Montezuma Audubon Center and other New York State DEC areas in Savannah. Many of the habitat enhancement projects also take place down at the National Wildlife Refuge. The first events of this spring at the Montezuma Audubon Center are coming up on April 26th and then again on May 3rd. Those are Wednesdays and folks can go to our website to see the details of that. Uh, montezuma.audubon.org and uh, they'll see all the volunteer opportunities the invasive species removal we're going to be revamping our native plant garden right at the audubon center we'll have a tree planting event uh, this spring also so uh, a lot of opportunities for families to come out get involved get a behind the scenes look at montezuma rub elbows with like-minded individuals and the biologists that work at the montezuma wetlands complex Sounds like a lot of fun. And speaking of opportunities, uh, school field trip season, it's basically here, right? Yeah, it is. And uh, many of the schools throughout the Finger Lakes region have already contacted us and made their reservations to come out to Montezuma Audubon Center for a field trip. Uh, these field trips that we host are designed for pretty much the uh, every student from pre-K right on through high school grades. The uh, programs connect students to the Montezuma Wetlands Complex, the birds, uh, the migratory birds that we're seeing right now. We have hands-on, minds-on activities. Uh, the great, one of the great things about these activities is that they are aligned with the educational standards that students are learning in the classroom. These field trips leverage the information that teachers are providing the students. Uh, it, it's certainly fun. Uh, and it's so much fun that the students don't even realize that they're continuing their learning process when they come to the Audubon Center. We have various activities and programs off to offer the students, everything from a wild wetlands and nature detectives programs to bird migration, living environment, even habitat restoration programs. The, another interesting component of this is that essentially every public school that we have in the Finger Lakes region is available uh, or is uh, uh, able to apply for a grant through the Connect uh, Kids to Parks grant and that is uh, a reimbursable grant so it's essentially makes these field trips free for the schools we of course have to charge a program fee uh, in order to maintain our organization. But uh, when the, the schools apply for the grants, they get reimbursed for the program fees. And this grant also covers all the transportation costs, which is, is a very high cost for a lot of school districts. Yeah. Uh, so it's free and it's learning and such an enjoy enjoyable experience. Great times to come out April, May, and June. That's when we're gonna be very busy. Still have uh, some spots available. We're encouraging teachers and administrators to give us a call at the Audubon Center or send us an email, montezuma at audubon.org to reserve a field trip today. All right, take advantage people, why not? It's an absolutely awesome opportunity. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time. We'll be talking to you next month. Thanks, Josh. That'll do it for this edition of Finger Lakes Today. If you'd like to see more conversations like this one, check out the show on your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to the FingerLakes1.com YouTube channel. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.